I think it's conflicted, don't you? Hangman, I think so, yeah. He doesn't... He's not sure what he should do right now. He was sure about... But he's the champion of the world. You gotta pull this together. He's not gonna do it. He's gonna win the honorable way. He's gonna land that buckshot lariat. And put Punk six feet in the ground. Buckshot. Oh, counter, counter. See him pull up. GTS. Right to the face. The connected. Punk with the cover. Leg hook. Count of three. I'm here with Dan Phillips. How are you doing today, Dan? Very good, thank you. Really Wait, good. How, how long ago did you finish watching? Uh, about half an hour ago. Yeah, I did as well. And I tell you what, if we'd started, and this is not to cast aspersions, I was going to say, if we started on time, and if any of our any of our guest hosts that have been on, on with Dan, can you guess who was late? Was it me or was it Dan? <laughs> Dan's got a much busier life than me. But I tell you what, my heart was beating out of my chest after that main event. So I think, why don't we talk about that first? because it's yeah. fresh in our memory. Um, and yeah. obviously the main event was the world title, AEW world title match, Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk. Um, now we'll talk about this. And I've, I've barely seen any, I've barely read anything online because of time constraints today. And I suspect you're probably the same. So I don't know what the general feeling is about the pay-per-view. I've got lots of thoughts. It was very, very long. In my notes, even after everything that went before it, after the wretched build-up on television to this main event, this was still CM Punk challenging for the world title. And I was in it. I was bought in. I was invested in this during the entrances. Um, I thought Punk seemed to have the crowd during the kind of ring introduction, albeit they were far more evenly split during the body of the match. It's almost like both men were really hated by the other portion of the crowd and um, but then yeah. it wasn't it wasn't it's i know booze are louder than cheers but they were really kind of intensely booing both men at certain points um and, and one bit that didn't help and I, th I think they were botches punk went for two buckshot lariats and didn't land either of them properly the first was reversed and the second um he sort of stumbled and then hit i don't know whether that was played into with the, the finish or not or with him selling I, I, I don't know if it, if if it was played into the finish i think that's unlikely but is, they're trying to be too cute if that was the case um, Punk kicked out the dead eye, albeit probably slightly too late as a ref telegraph, not counting to three. Um, Punk also kicked out the GTS for a huge near fall at the 20 minute and 30 second chant, which drew big CM Punk chants and followed by cowboy shit chants. Um, Page was definitely healing a bit, holding up the title to Punk on the outside and saying he'll never have it. Um, and then, albeit it worked in the end, but I was I was disgusted when they bumped the referee at 23 minutes after a CM Punk GTS attempt and Paige hit Punk with a huge clothesline. Now with the referee down, Paige looked at the belt in the corner and then basically hesitated as to whether or not to hit him with it. Eventually decided not to. He went to the outside for the buckshot lariat again. Punk reversed it, hit the GTS and won the AEW world title in 25 minutes and 53 seconds I cried, he cried, we all cried. Wow. I, I would put this solidly in the recommend um, category. We'll get on to sort of match the night and stuff later on as we do the traditional rundown. But as we've just finished watching this, and this is the biggest news story on the show, I we had to talk about it first. Dan, what did you think of this? What are your thoughts on our new AEW world champion? So, yeah, I didn't cry, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> we all um, cried, we all cried. I mean, it had 
from the very outset, it had such a big game feel. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to why that's really impressive to have a big game feel because this is in hour four. Yes. I think it must have clocked. Um, and I think in some elements you could tell that. Um, there was also a lot of talk early on in the match about the 60-minute time limit. Yeah. They were really talking about it. And I was thinking, this can't possibly do it. Like, don't, number one, please don't give me another hour regardless of how good the match is. Number two, <laughs> that'll make this pay-per-view close to five hours. Um, so I was a bit, I was a bit nervous, but what it was just a proper wrestling match. There's all mixed matches on this card, but this was a proper championship heavyweight old school term wrestling match. Some some great moves, some choreographing. You can see what they're doing, trying to do each other's moves, botching each other's moves, which again could view as a botch. But actually, I think it's a part of it. The fact maybe, that yeah, it may well have been. Yeah, like, yeah, we said before, you know, there's no point in you having a finisher and someone can just copy you and do it the same. The whole point is that you do it better than anyone else. So it adds to the, you know, I think when Punk come over the rope and he sort of landed to not hit the buckshot, rather than feel like, oh, he's messed it up, I was more like, that's showing it's a hard move to do. Yeah. It's the same with Paige, you can't just get it. And when he did connect, I mean, there was the bit with the power bomb. Paige hit the power bomb into the dead eye and the crowd really booed. Yeah, I, I couldn't work out what the crowd were booing at. Whether it was I, like I'm pro punk, I'm pro hangman, and they were going against each other because they actually said in the commentary that the fans were arguing with each other. Yeah, um, or there was, was a proper said, there was an edge to that crowd, wasn't there? Because yeah. I don't I don't remember. I feel like I have been in crowds, I guess, that are 50 50 splits, but I can't think of one quite like that where they were so more aggressively booing the one they didn't want to win and cheering the one that they wanted to oh, win, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, there was more, yeah, there was more like trying to, yeah, get at the person you don't like rather than support the person you do. Yeah. Because um, originally I was thinking, I hope they're not booing that they think this is bad because I thought this was a proper, like, hmm. really solid recommend, solid. Um, but yeah, you know, it. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, I predicted Punk pre-match, um, but I thought Paige was going to do it. But then when he, when the ref got hit, which is a bit annoying. Yeah. Uh, and then, but I guess it sort of explained why then Paige took so long deliberating about what he was going to do. Was he, you know, I was thinking, is this, this is a hill turn. He's going to pick up the belt and, Go heel, are they going to do that for him? I think this might be a heel turn for him. I think this is yeah. the start of a heel turn. Yeah. I thought, I thought that's what he was going to do. About, but ultimately, what it was was, you know, there's no point pinning him now. The ref's down, gives Punk a bit of time to recover, and then bang. Um, I thought it was excellent. Really, really good. Um, again, could have a slight element of um, expectations were low. <laughs> so mm. therefore, it felt good. But do you know what? It felt right. It didn't feel false that Punk had won it. Um, you know, he'd done his entrance. he came come in. I was worried there was going to be some big fanfare. he just done a solid... This is what I mean. It's, it was just proper. I just really liked it. I thought it was going... Do you know I thought it went back to basics. Yeah, it was. It was a good... It was an old-style main event, wasn't it? Just a good, yeah. good heavyweight. Not trying to do too much. 
just everything worked apart from a couple of kind of slips and we don't know if that was part of the again by the time that people listen to this you, you may know more about some of this stuff and, but I've not I understand the post uh, media scrum was like two hours and 25 minutes or something so um, I think Tony Carnos who was on a lot of energy drinks yesterday for that so we just don't know this is our this is our you know fresh reactions having watched this yeah. during the morning I mean crikey thank god we didn't stay up for this because this would have ended at quarter to six am yeah, yeah. I mean, that is just I I really thought about it. And then, do you know, one of the elements, I never even contemplated that it would be that long. No, no. I thought four hours. The reason I didn't stay up was more like, oh, you know, I'll get up nice and early. So I got up this morning and think I was going to, like, have this all wrapped up and, like, start work at a normal hour. And then you're you're just like, oh, this doesn't look right. No. Um, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. And I was struggling and struggling. struggling. I think just, just a couple of final points on this. I think, it's, it's really interesting that we talk a lot about, and we've talked a lot about length of shows and, and WrestleManias and length of shows and stuff. And this was a long show. And, and it wasn't a main event that had a very good build. But ultimately, it does prove that if you've got two characters that the crowd are invested in, which they were, then it can still work on a long card. And I do believe that you can do, there have been five-hour Wrestle Kingdoms that have worked, where if you build it and build it and build it, which AEW don't do, they do big match, buffer, big match, buffer. They don't, they don't build it in that way. But it's, it did work, but it still would have worked. It might have worked even better if this had been three and a half hours in or two and a half hours in, even better. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought the main event delivered. And in a way, I think it probably saved this show from being a thumbs in the middle, thumbs down, for me, to thumbs partially up. But we'll go back in time now to... Um, the start of this show and one of the big stories over the weekend was obviously MJF. So MJF no-showed um, basically a signing event that people had paid for. So all those people had to be refunded. Um, and there's lots of talk about him wanting a pay rise. Allegedly, he's not asked for um, a pay rise in an existing deal without extended time. His deal's up in early 2024. Um, there's some speculation about whether he would be there. Over the weekend, they pulled some hype videos for this match and then put them back up on YouTube. So all of this was the kind of backdrop to this. And MJF was the first one out. Um, so basically, um, there was a Bill Watts mention that was nice in this where Ross said that Bill Watts once told him that athletic big men drew money. Um, and this was kind of weird, I thought. I mean, this was this was pretty much a squash, not not too far off a squash here. MJF didn't get much. It, it, well, this wasn't a 50-50 match. There were a big chance of FU MJF, albeit not the, not the censored version. Um, there was a funny moment where he went for the diamond ring, but was caught in the act by Wardlow and the referee. And then it was just power bombs. It was power bomb, power bomb, power bomb. Wardlow went for the Warrior Savage WrestleMania. Um, I've written WrestleMania five cover. That's not right. WrestleMania seven cover with his foot on MJF's chest, but then um, moved his foot as the three count was coming. He hit another five power bombs. The crowd quite liked it. I was a bit bored. Um, and then he did the first foot on the chest for the winning seven minutes and 36 seconds. Now, I don't know whether the events of the weekend impacted this booking. And I know that Khan has not said anything about MJF afterwards. That's one of the few bits of news I have seen. Um, but this didn't do a great deal for me at all. I and mean, MJF was stretched out as the crowd chanted, you deserve it. I thought this was a skip. What, what did you make of this opener? Okay, so, yeah, I, I mean, I like the start because he delayed his entrance. So given all the rumours, which obviously started pretty much yesterday, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I quite like he delayed it. I mean, it had me gripped. I wasn't sure. I was like, is he going to come out or not? Is this going to be a, you know, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. So it had me a little bit. And then he, I'll tell you what, he got some real heat when he come out. Um, you know, some proper heel heat. 
Um, and as and I sort of commented before, if he ends up leaving, see you later, he goes. But I do quite like him. Um, I don't think he's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. I do like him. However, I'll come to my views on him after this. Um, obviously, I've not been watching it religiously recently due to, you know, some of the, there's just too much um, and the quality is dipping in and out. But Ed Wardlow is sort of the Goldberg type entrance. But I quite like the whole element of that. that he's like, had his music cut and chain. Again, the crowd were absolutely pumped. Wardlow yeah. is so over. Yeah. Um, but this is the bit that you say, like the squash. MJF, like, there's always an element that he wants to sort of escape or get out of the way or avoid avoid the match. Um, regardless of this, he's, there's always that element. And always, I've asked this before, you know, is he actually any, is he a good wrestler or not? <coughs> I don't know. He doesn't really wrestle. And then he then went and had that match, you know, with Punk and stuff and got himself sort of a bit serious, if you know what I mean. Uh, but still then, it's just all, you know, comedy again. Like you say, you got, you know, pretending to be injured. You had the bit with the ring where he sort of got caught pulling the ring out of his trunks. He's then pleading for forgiveness. Um, and all of that sort of seriousness he built up with, with Punk and that match, which was like, oh, maybe you have got a bit about you. It's just gone. Yeah. Um, and like you say, I was bored of the power bombs. I knew he was going to get to 10. So it was on six. I was like, oh, there's definitely another four. I think even he sensed it because he sped up the last three. Um, yes. But, you know, twofold. Number one, what next for MJF? If I was him, I would leave. I don't think he can, can he? I know. But like, if, if he was thinking of going, I would now. I mean, where does he go now then? Like, he's just been absolutely humiliated. Well, this um, is what I think as well. Yeah. I mean, and then as for Wardlow, TNT. Possibly, but I think that with with MJF, MJF is a really interesting one. We talked about this on our on our WhatsApp chat over the weekend. He is Adam Cole, who had a, a run of like superb matches in NXT and was like Shawn, Shawn Michaels absolutely loved him. When he they, they he didn't have the influence to say to say to Vince and Bruce Prichard and stuff that this guy should be um, you know on the main roster as a wrestler. They thought he was too small and they thought that he should be a manager. MJF is is a different body type to. Uh, he's probably a bit, th- he's a bit thicker, certainly, but I don't think he's any taller uh, to Adam Cole. He hasn't had that run of incredible matches. He's a, he's a probably, maybe he's a better promo comparable. I think Adam Cole's a pretty good promo, actually. Um, so what's he going to do in WWE? Nothing. I understand he's, he wants to see, he, want, he wants more money and wants to create value for himself, but he's not doing anything there. New Japan, he'd be a junior in New Japan. So he's not going there and there's no money in New Japan now anyway. So I just kind of think, and also for him and his bookings, like what you're absolutely right. What next for him? He lost the feud with Punk. He lost the feud with Wardlow. I yeah. can think of there's there's numerous people in the promotion that would be better if you want a heel world champion. Punk, da, um, Punk, Danielson, Omega, Page, uh, Moxley could be a heel. Like there's like there's numerous numerous people above him that could do that job better than him or will draw money more money than him so i don't i mean i don't see and unless you put a tnt title which i think the tnt title has been started off well and now it's been really really devalued it's, it's there's not much left for mjf really um in ring he's a good he had, i remember a really good match with him and darby allen on a pay-per-view or three ago maybe but 
again, you know, the punk match was, was solid, but no, no better than that. But yeah, I think he's in an odd spot now. And I wonder if he goes away for a bit, perhaps, um, because I think that there is, you know, there is, I, I think he probably wants to be released. And I think he probably wants big WWE money. And maybe, I'm sure he cares whether it works or not, but probably the money is more important. And I don't blame him for that. What's the thing that, um, what, what's the thing that he was, you can that What's the thing that he was like, I know that the, the original storyline was that he was Cody's friend. Yeah. Um, are they actually, is that real? I mean, I'm sure they're, they're friends to some description in real life, oh, but I, yeah. They originally, like, they were really close. And yeah. The storyline was, you know, that's, that's probably, not, they, yeah, they didn't actually fall out, but you wonder whether that, I don't know, whether Cody can swing something for I mean, w, I, don't, I think WWE will pay MJF a lot of money should he become a free agent because they can do whatever they want because they're so profitable. And actually, again, that's a, you know what? You know Vince McMahon signing people away from AEW. That's that's going to be a thing. Like these contracts are going to come up, and people and they will. The Bucks and Omega will get big, big money to to, to jump. Um, so whether that that's different, he'll be paid a lot of money. Whether he succeeds or not, I think he's got you know limited chance. Um, what did you? That was a skip for me. What did you think on that? On rating wise, definitely skip. Yeah, we had the Young Bucks and the Hardy Boys next, uh, and my expectations going in for this one were pretty low. As you know, as much as I've enjoyed Matt and Jeff over the years, they're firmly in the category now of wrestlers that I don't feel like I ever really need to see or want to see in a match ever again. Like everything they like they've done, everything I just don't need to see them. Um, something really odd happened with Jeff around the eight minute mark here. Uh, he went for a whisper in the wind out the corner, but it took a while to get up there for it. Um, then was checked on by the doctor. Um, and also he, he did do a few more spots after this. But he had his right wrestling book, boot hanging off um, and then was on the outside again for some time. Just, this whole thing was weird. He did get back into it after a few kind of iffy spots that seemed to be okay. But this whole thing took me out of a large portion of this match, which wasn't their fault, but I found myself just worried about Jeff and what had actually happened. I don't haven't read anything or heard anything about that. Um, at points, this was still very good. Um, Jeff hit the crazy looking swanton onto Nick while he was on the ringside steps on the outside. And Jeff eventually won in 19 minutes and 14 seconds with a swanton and went and celebrated in the crowd. I guess low recommend for me but that's a push and I'm not sure why the Hardy Boys won I just don't understand there's a lot of this on this card like I just think the wrong people are winning why are the Bucks losing here it doesn't make any sense to me um, Dan what did you think of the Hardys versus the Young Bucks here yeah so I didn't realise that they actually faced before so in the lead up to this I was like oh wow this is a, this is like a, a dream match for the Bucks not so much the Hardys but I haven't read the Bucks book as well um, I know how much they sort of influenced by them but they faced each other already I guess Ring of Honor, not it's not at the level of AEW, um, but it just had that little thing for me a bit like you know when Floyd May Floyd Mayweather came back, yeah, and uh, he fights someone current, and you have that thing of like oh this is the ultimate, well no not really because he's not at his peak, yet. yeah yeah, um, and I always remember thinking you know unfortunately sometimes that's just you know you, people are at, people are at their peaks at different times and. You know, as much as okay, they hope they both happen to be wrestling right now, but this isn't actually a dream match, really, because not not, now it's not. No, and it's it's just one of the things that some people, I guess, it's just public. uh, People just want to see stuff. Everyone's you know want want want, but probably look at that and go, I don't know what what we're looking for. I mean, and then you've got, you know, you still got Matt Hardy 
system with his delete gimmick. Oh, so bad. Like, what do you do now? He's, I can't know what he's got left. But I would say one thing. I was fairly impressed with them. I with the Hardys. Well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was really impressed with the Hardys. Um, you know, I, it's still one of them things where, like, at one point they're getting smashed with the super kicks and all this. And then within, like, 30 seconds, they're back on top. Um Maybe maybe time for a new finisher for the Bucks. Um, yeah, and they, they need to work on those to make those super kicks a little bit more powerful, perhaps. Yeah, because everyone's just smashing a super kick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the ending. Got, I, thought, I was quite impressed with the Hardys actually. Um, I do wonder where the Bucks go from here. I've got exactly the same point. Why have they lost that? Yeah. Their matches, if they're anything, they're like a changing of the guard type match. Hmm. Not bringing the old guard back. Um, I, I wonder if they're going to do a rematch, perhaps. Maybe. I think maybe that's I, it. I put it was all right, Slash recommends. So I think yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we got a great video next of the Gun Club and the Acclaimed and the aftermath of their night in Las Vegas. They all sprawled out over a hotel room. I think Anthony Bones in a wheelchair, which was very funny. Um, next up was Anna Jay challenging Jade Cargill for the TBS title or the opportunity for a wee and a lovely beer if you're watching this live in the T-Mobile arena. Um, Jade won in seven minutes and 26 seconds and the first few minutes of this was some of the worst wrestling I've seen on pay-per-view for a long time. I'm not sure if Jay was rocked by something, but it seemed like her brain was stuck in quicksand. Um, the remainder had some passable moments, but nothing more than a skip. Um, someone called Stokely came out of the end, and I don't care enough about him to look him up. Then Athena, the former Ember Moon from NXT, and also WWE main roster, I believe, uh, came out as well and debuted. Um, she's decent, and the women's division could do with a boost, but again, it's yet another new face on this already hugely bloated roster. Uh, what did you think of this? I can guess what you think of, thought of this, uh, Jade versus... <laughs> I've got... I've got... I, I mean, you can't. I, there's not much more I can say. One thing I did notice is I don't. I didn't know about the baddies, so mm. I can only assume that Red Velvet is no longer from her mum's kitchen. Oh, mum's kitchen, yeah. If you're a baddie. You're from <laughs> well, you spent too much time together sure. because I knew you were going to say that then, which is uh, which is worrying. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll tell you one thing I did notice. Wrestling aside, when the men are fighting, after about ten minutes, they look rank, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. About 10 minutes, these two still looked incredible. Well, because they were going in slow motion, that's why. Yeah, well, good point. Um, I actually thought the guy was called Stonely, which is a little awkward. <laughs> note, is where is where he's went near where Steve lives. I thought he was called Stonely. I thought I thought it was going to be one of your characters. Sorry, you superstars, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I thought the finisher from the top row was really good. Um, and then I assume Statman to come out because she's I understand she's getting quite a lot of. Uh, she's quite over on Rampage, I understand. Mm. But I assume she was coming out to be the be the new, you know, challenger. But it turns out it's going to be Athena. Yeah. So I don't know who that is. No. Um, yeah, I just... I've, I've got a bit of a rant about the women's... one In one of the women's matches, I've got a rant about women's wrestling in AEW, which is something for you to look forward to. Um, Death Triangle versus House of Black next. And I must be honest, I was flagging at this point with three hours and 39 minutes to go, which is not a good sign. At 15 minutes, Pac was about to hit the Black Arrow when the lights went out, obviously. And then Julia Hart appeared in the ring and spat the mist in Pac's face. Black then got the pin with his spinning back kick. Um... This was really good, but the finish took this down a full notch for me. 
Um, I was probably going to go must watch, but then the finish took it to recommend. But this was match of the night for me up to this point. Um, Dan, what did you make of this six man tag? Uh, I thought this was brilliant. Yeah. I really, really liked it. The ending didn't affect my rating either. Um, I opened up thinking, do we need two tag matches or there at like Quidnoff with no implications? Do we need yeah. another one of these? Um, we did. We needed this. Um, I like that House of Black entrance. I mean, Death Triangle had such a good thing before Pac had the sort of whole COVID issue. And then Phoenix obviously got injured. Um, I also noticed Pac come in with a mask on. Yeah. Just a little nod to uh, Lycos Kid 1 and Lycos Kid 2 <laughs> from the yes. Repo event who made friends with, with one of our mates. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they were definitely friends, but um, <laughs> yeah, it did, did, did take me back to that. Um, it, Brody's, um, Brody, I would say the only thing that was big was Brody, Brody King's butchered flip outside where he hit the right apron, but I was absolutely gripped. Um, and then the finisher, that Dante's, in, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. The, gee, incredible. I thought, I was like, wow. And then the Canadian sh- destroyer, um, when um, he jumped off of Phoenix's back, Ray Phoenix. Ah, uh, yeah, on the on the apron. That was incredible spot. Wow. Yeah, that was really, really good. Do you know what? I might I might put this up. In, I've, got, I've got my numbers rating as well. I think it probably was four stars, which you still recommend, but not quite must watch. But I probably was, I probably was too harsh on that based upon the finish, but actually it was really good. So, yeah, I've, you've convinced me there to change my rating. The only thing that annoyed me actually wasn't the finish. I, I didn't mind the finish because I wanted it to be an ending like that because I didn't want either of these two teams to... I didn't think either deserved the defeat. So, yeah. the way it happened, it kept it, which is why I was happy. The, the bit annoyed me the most was where Rick Knox was like, he, he, he's not subtle enough about when he's not paying attention. Yeah, he's he not. He makes a big song and dance that he's not looking at the ring. I don't want like I was like there's one bit I was like it was obvious something's gonna happen now that shouldn't because why are you spending your time concerned with people out there? Like the actions in here, like that annoyed me, but other than that, I loved it. Um it yet again to me shows why a triples belt could be the future. Well he's got them, isn't he? I don't know if you saw that article, but he's bought the, he has in his in his um I don't know, I can't think of the right word. Tony Khan has trios belts made that he has in his house or somewhere. I mean, a dungeon. These two teams and that match showed why. Uh, yeah. That match, this match might bring it forward because it was really, really good. All I would say is I, I really wish that Pac had something to do singles because he is legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I would absolutely love to see him in G1. I don't know whether they're going to send anyone over there from AEW to have some different people in G1 now they've got that that relationship. But he would be so good with the singles matches with all the main New Japan guys. I really, really hope that that happens because he he's, he, you know, he, his, he should be, he should be like TNT champion or like, Challenging, you know, he should be up right up there because he's he's that good. Is he not used very well in WWE? No, not really. He's, he's used terribly there, and he, and he sat out for a long time on his contract before he ended up in Dragon Gate as well. So he, um, yeah, I, I suspect he's probably frustrated because I'm sure he wants to wrestle. I don't think he does any particularly any indies uh, really, but yeah, I hope I hope maybe maybe more New Japan stuff for him now that restrictions are starting to ease. 
Um, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe up next in the men's Owen Hart tournament final. And Cole had a great pair of pink trunks on. Um, I felt the crowd was quite spent by this point in the show. Um, and these two had a technically fine match until Bobby Fish interfered because, and I've written, because 2022 Tony Khan can't book his way out of a paper bag and seems to think it's still 1986. Well, I must have been a bad place at this point in the show. Um, and I thought, why Why does Joe need protecting? Like, why does Samoa Joe need protecting in this way? Like, just have Cole beat him. It's not, you know, it's not a problem. Um, and Cole won in 13-15 with a boom knee. Um, I thought this was all right. And that is all. What did you think of this? Okay. Um, quite like the promo videos because there was a lot of Suzuki in there. I skipped that, um, if I'm honest. Time, um, time constraints. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought the trophy, I don't know if you noticed what the trophy looked like. It was very Champions League. <laughs> yes. Um, Why was there only one trophy as well? I know, I didn't really, well, because they got given a bell each, I guess. But, yeah, the trophy doesn't really make sense. Because what they're going to no. put the hands on each side or something. Well, spoiler alert, if it hadn't have been won by two people that live together, what are they supposed to do? Like, you get you get the trophy for three months, and I'll stick it in DHL yeah. for three months. Like, no, that's ridiculous. But there we go. Um, yeah, so it was that. And then um, I had... Uh, the tournaments are a good... Um, I think a good sort of device in trying to add some more justification to, to things. You know, if you haven't got a belt, whack a tournament in. Mm. I know Japan do it really, really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was never a fan of King of the Ring, but uh, this is this is a bit. Uh, I I quite like the idea of it. Um, I wasn't sure about Samoa Joe when he first joined the company, but I'm I'm so impressed with this guy. Joe uh, Joe, Joe is great. But I just kind of feel like, I mean, I think some of this some of this stuff going on at the moment is people are going to be predominantly featured in in whatever Ring of Honor becomes. So I don't know if Ring of Honor are going to get an hour television show or something. Um, somewhere, but I, I really, I've always really liked Joe. But Joe's forty. I know Joe, Joe's similar age to Punk, and Punk's world champion. So I'm, I'm kind of um, being a bit hypocritical here. But I do. Punk obviously had that long time away. Joe's been around a long time. I'm not sure Joe. If it was me, I don't think Joe would be the one in this final. I'd be wanting to push more AEW originals like Darby Allen. Who we'll talk about him later on. I feel like those are the people they should be pushing. And I think that's been lost in the shuffle of all the newcomers. Um, yeah, sorry, back over to you if there's anything more you want to add on this one. Got a little time delay there again, haven't we? Yeah, you're back. I, I didn't, I, you you were there the whole time. We just had a little time delay, yeah. Yeah, I think this is sometimes. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, but you can go, I, I agree. Um, I agree with you. I'm not quite sure with him, but I, I am impressed about it. He's quite in, innovative as well. Mm. Um, but what I would say with him probably is I suspect for the locker room he's really good yeah I'm sure he is yeah I yeah. bet with a young talent he's really good um, yeah Cole had to win um, really um, future to, he's pretty much the future of the company and he was wearing ink yes he didn't win um, I actually had it as a recommend I quite enjoyed it yeah, I think he probably likes it a bit more than me, but I wasn't I wasn't far off. And um, what one I think that we won't be, we probably will agree on was Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho in the women's final next, a match I feel like I'd already seen way too many times before this. Um, I skipped Britt Baker's entrance. I know there was someone playing guitar. I've nothing to say about that. Uh, Rancid were there to do Ruby Soho's, um, which I just found grating because this character has already way past her peak of being over in the promotion. And it's... I just don't get it. Like whatever money was spent on this, 
I, I don't know. I think it was a waste of money. But I guess if you've got your father's name on a checkbook and deep pockets, then you can afford to be extravagant with things. Um, I thought the crowd did their best to try and get into this at points, but they were presented largely slow motion, below average wrestling without much resembling aggression. And Ruby applied the worst sharpshooter in the history of planet Earth after 12 minutes. And I thought this might be the finish, but thankfully Baker made the ropes. And Britt eventually won in 14 minutes and four seconds with a reversal of a victory roll. And... Um, I watched a stardom pay-per-view yesterday and they have a, they have a title there called future of stardom, which is like they're youngsters. Um, and there's a 17 year old called Hanan who's champion at the moment. And she is in an absolute different league to these two, let alone Saya Kamatani, Suri, Mayu Iwatani, Hayashita, which I, I probably butchered her name and many, many others who are just not even a different league. They're on a different, they're in a different universe. At, like completely ridiculous. Like it, I can't even believe that women's wrestling as bad as this exists on the same planet is wrestling as good as that. And ba- Baker has had good matches on occasion with people, but Soho is terrible. I don't just think she's any good at all. This is not good enough for pay-per-view in 2022. Um, and I think it was a little bit embarrassing at points. And this is a firm skip for me. Yeah, um, there you go. I was going to put about live music entrances, but I think I've got your opinion on that. Um, hers, hers was like being at a gig. Yeah, um, but like the bloke didn't even know when to stop. Um, <laughs> I think it works best when it's sort of like, like if you start with the live music and it goes to the actual theme. I think that's when I think it works best. Um, I was going to ask about Ruby and WWE, but I think you sort of you told me there. Um, I quite like the end, the reversed roll up. Yep. Um, but ultimately, thinking back now, when we done our predictions, I think we might might have said that. Ruby would win this, I think, maybe. Hmm. Um, yeah, we did actually. Yeah, yeah. But thinking about it, we should have known. Yeah, yeah. If, if we think Carl was going to win, Britt was always going to win. Um, I would say one thing that she also looked pretty good in the pink attire. And when they finished, they weren't being. I like that she wasn't giving it the heel stuff. Had to yeah. a bit of respect for for what she'd won. Um, I mean, I put I put skip slash it was all right, but you've talked me into skip, which I'm more than happy. <laughs> I mean, there was it had its moments, but I just think if you're and 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 um, Jay Cargill and Anna Jay was a bit like this, and perhaps it's, they're just not wrestling enough. Like you have these weird clunky exchanges or these shots where they look they've got they're doing like forearms or, or punches and stuff. There's nothing in them, nothing behind them, and they're so it's so clunky. And like this is just not very good. And then they finally hit an exchange. I'm like, well, that doesn't save the other five minutes of absolute turd that we just got. Um, yeah, just negative chemistry between these two. Um, Martha Hart came out of Tony Khan, and Martha was wearing a white dress and headdress, and it looked a little bit like these two were getting married as they quite kind of came out arm in arm. Um, they then had the most awkward hug in the history of human life. Um, the crowd just <laughs> The crowd chanted, (laughs) it was awful, wasn't it? The crowd chanted, thank you, Martha. And she did a nice speech about Irene and then thanked various people. Then said next year, she wants to see everyone wearing a beautiful hat like this. Uh, Martha presented um, Britt and Adam Cole, who came came back out with um, a a lovely pair, to be fair, a lovely pair of pink belts. They had the American and Canadian flags on on the top. And Martha really hammed this up a bit. And I wondered if she'd enjoyed some of the finest Las Vegas had had to offer before the show for a bit of Dutch courage. But fair play to her, she did, because she was having an amazing time here. And and I've written, and she was having a much better time than I was at this point watching this show. Um, So, yeah, fair play to her. Um, As we talked about, there was only one Owen Cup trophy so yeah i don't know what they were going to do if these two weren't living together uh, what did you think of this this little post-match celebration here 
I just put the state of Tony Khan. That man, <laughs> runs, my, that man runs my football club. Just go to sleep, Tony. Just go to sleep for about a week. For oh, God's man. sake. Um, I thought it was nice. I was listening. And then I was just thinking of the memories of Hart and also like where I was. I can remember where I was when he, when he passed away and just mm. stuff like that. But I was more thinking, look at the state of the owner of my football team. Yes. I yes. just renewed my season ticket for I've just literally given him money. <laughs> yeah. Um, most of my disposable income, in theory, go having pay pay for the fight subscription and pay to, regularly to go watch Fulham goes to that guy. Yeah, directly to Tony I, Khan's I, I, pocket. I've done that. I fund whatever, whatever you, you, he may or may not have. You funded him booking rancid for this uh, for this yeah, event. Exactly. Um, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Page Van Zandt versus Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti. Next, um, why was my first question? This is a rampage main event so, on pay per view. Sorry, can I just say, when you, yeah, just go on. There, when you just said next, I assume that was what the right thing was going to do. You were just going to say, and go next, next match, yeah. right? Let's just pretend this never happened. I thought that was, I was, I was really happy then. Well, full disclosure, ever the professional due to time limitations, I actually went for a poo during this match and also did a bit of washing up. So I'll be relying on you, Dan, for a match rating because I saw about the last minute of this uh, with Scorpio Sky's team winning. So was this any good? What was Paige Van Zandt like in this? Any, any thoughts? I've got the, got the ghost in again uh, with the time delay. I'm back. You're back. You're back. Um, you didn't really miss anything. <laughs> I can't... Just... I just don't understand it. I don't. I just don't understand this whole anything. I don't get it. I don't know what's this top team guy doing there. What's she doing? What's like? I, I'll tell you what. I'll just put here. Why is this pay per view quality? Yeah. Also, I was thinking with like Sammy. Do you know what? I generally think him and Ty Conti when they got together, there's no way they thought they'd get the bad reaction that they're getting. No, I don't think so I either. I generally think they thought they were going to be like the golden couple. They've they've know. worked this in after after having get got got it basically. Yeah, um, and you know, RIP to another Frankie Kazarian character that's now just yeah. gone again. It's a shame, really, because Sammy was over as a babyface. He was legitimately over, no. and I think I think babyface is such a hard thing to get right in in, in this era of wrestling. And if you get one. You've got to hold on to it. And that's why I think the Jericho stuff is wrong. Like you had him as a baby face, popular entrance and stuff. And then you've gone in this direction. I feel like you didn't really need to. Um, yeah. And any more thoughts on this before we move on to the next one? Nope. So next up, Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. Um, Darby nearly killed himself on a top tope move after four minutes when his body flipped right over on the spot. And they kept talking about showing a replay of this and then they never did. Um, and they went straight into trying it again on the other side. And O'Reilly catched, caught him with a kind of in the tope with a guillotine. Um, Carl O'Reilly won this again. Stupid. I thought, why is Derby losing on pay per view? Carl O'Reilly won in 10 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, I haven't written with what actually. Um, I just don't get it. Or it, this is only all right for me, but I don't understand the booking here. Why are you beating Derby with, with, a, with an NXT guy, basically? What did you well, think of this? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, what's with, what is there a reason why O'Reilly's got loads of circles on his back? It's that cupping thing that um oh, supposed is that? To, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, right. Um I mean that's one of my comments I made about his match. That's how gripped I was. Um I think these two guys are both really, really good, but this is a dynamite main event. If that. Yeah. Um also O'Reilly's Probably needs to work on his finishes, given his one of 
it is a kick to the chest or a knee from the top rope. And I also noticed the kick to the chest is called PK, which they said stands for a penalty kick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't winning any trophies with a finishing move called a penalty kick. No. And then just jumping off the top rope with your knee. That's so, what he won with, wasn't it? With a knee drop off the top yeah. rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not winning any... You're not going very far with them, them moves. So I think that needs to be looked at. Joe Wiley. However, both these guys are great, but I don't know what this was doing there. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I put it was all right on the basis that it was an all right match, but in the context of I'm watching a pay-per-view, it's a skip. Yeah. 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 You shouldn't, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be on paper. This did, that, that shouldn't be on, that, that unbuilt shouldn't be on pay-per-view. It's not their, it's not their, their fault. You know, they've got the opportunity to be on pay-per-view, so they're taking it, but ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Um, Thunder Rosa versus Serena D for the women's world title, the third women's match on the show. Um, Rosa had a colourful all-in-one outfit on. I thought it looked great, like something out of a glow paint party. And yes, I am a 40-year-old man. I've just said glow paint party. I was sat there watching this one, um, which passed through the three-hour mark in the pay-per-view, wondering whether I was observing this show in a grumpy, grumpy mood or whether I was just watching stuff that wasn't all that good. And I think probably I was in a bad mood because of what I was watching. Um, this women's title match went 16 minutes and 51 seconds. And I thought it was probably somewhere between skip and it was all right. Uh, probably more skip, but the best of the three for me on the show so far. But again, crikey, this is not just not, it's just not good. Their women's division is not good. They've no, they've no women who are even good. They're adequate, maybe good promos, but in ring, they haven't got it. Who would have thought it, actually? I know, like, Shida, I thought, did a, did a pretty good job during the pandemic. Now, looking back on it, her reign as AEW Women's Champion is like, that's the pinnacle of this belt. When she used to have yeah. stuff with, like, um, uh, Nyla Rose and that sort of thing, people were into that, the limited crowds and stuff. I just, I, like, the women's division is you know, on life support and, and need something. And I'm not sure Ember Moon is the one to give it to them. And what did you make of this women's title match? Um, oh, the crowd were flat. Yeah. I was flat. They were coming up to about three hours, I think. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the length of a normal pay-per-view. There's probably a reason why that's the length of a normal pay-per-view for this exact reason. Um, because if you'd actually taken out fillers, then everyone would still be buzzing. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's one bit. Rosa just come off the ropes and just stopped, stood still, looked behind her and waited for the chop block on her leg. So just as I thought to myself, I'm being harsh, I'm being harsh, watch this, come on, this is... I then saw that and my attention just went again. Yeah. Skip, skip. I don't, I don't really have anything to say about it. <laughs> Um, I, this is going to be really interesting as to what we both thought of this. So just, I've written, just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, it was time for the arena anarchy nonsense. And Justin Roberts said, shit's about to hit the fan in one of the more embarrassing moments in the his history of All Elite Wrestling. And there was absolutely nothing, not one single mineral in my body that wanted any part of this match. And if you want a full rundown of this hell, then this is not the podcast for you. 
Uh, they played Wild Thing twice during the first four and a half minutes of this match. And one of my favourite moments of the whole thing was when Jericho was caught on camera trying to turn on like some sort of mobility scooter that Moxie was holding on to drive away. So like basically aiding him in the driving away and they couldn't, they couldn't get it to work. And also Jericho and another highlight, he had a long conversation with Aubrey Edwards in the middle of the ring. Basically this went on for so long that someone may, have, may as well have brought down a cappuccino for them to enjoy in there because they were just openly speaking about the match right in the middle of it, just pathetic. Um, Ross lost his mind temporarily and brilliantly about Garcia saying he needs to stop looking at the crowd because they don't give a shit, kid. Um, and to be fair, I hated this, but the crowd did love it. They, they got into it. They were chanting, um, getting towards the finish. Danielson stopped Kingston from burning Jericho and they got in a fight, which was weird. Um, Jericho kicked out of a chair assisted beside your knee, uh, which upset me because I wanted this to be over. And then it ended in referee stoppage in 22 minutes and 40 seconds when Jericho had Danielson in, in kind of a Wolves Jericho, more like a half crab. Um, and then Hagar choked him with the top rope, which had been taken off earlier in the match. Um, so Danielson, of all the six in this, was, was it six or seven or eight? Of all of the eight in this, eight of people it was, is the one to take the fall. I can't, I can't rate this in a traditional sense because I can't, I almost can't, you know, I would give this naught point. I'd give this nothing if I could rate it on grapple with zero because that's how much I hated it. I think there's no place for this. If you want to do a match like this and you've had a blood feud of six months, then maybe I can get behind it. But I think you need to cut out the silliness of fighting in the concession stand with mustard and all that sort of nonsense. It, it needs to be one thing or the other. And this was a bit like Stadium Stampede in that there was silliness, but they were also killing themselves and bleeding at the same time. And it just I just don't like it. And when Dave Meltzer gives me gives his five stars, that might be enough for me to finally cancel my Wrestling Observer subscription once and for all. Um, Dan, what did you think of this? Oh, I've got must watch. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I absolutely loved it. I thought I you might. And that's so, fine. That's fine. It's just not for I me. It's all so I want. Yeah. Flat after the previous two matches, maybe even the previous three, four. Yeah. I'd had four matches here, which even when I look here, I've got a skip, skip. It was all right. Skip. I was flat. I wasn't expecting anything here. Um, I've just finished, I just started Jericho's second book. And a, he talks a lot about gimmicks and reinventing himself. I'm not sure about this one, this this reinvention. Um, and also, like, he's trying to be heel, but you come out to Judas. Yeah. It's very difficult to be a heel when you're coming out for that. Um, but, and, I, and then an opposite thing, I really liked Kingston and Co, as I put it here, coming through the crowd. I'm sure I'll say Moxley was probably the team captain, I'd say. Um, all coming through the crowd. The music staying on was great. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was carnage. I, like, I literally felt like shouting ECW, ECW. Well, oh, that's what it was a takeoff of. It was take, like a new Jack takeoff, basically, so yeah. And obviously the music stopped when when J Jericho pulled the thing, which I thought was good as well, because originally I thought it was a mistake, the music was still on. Oh, yeah, I hadn't really... I think about that in hindsight. That what, Yeah, that was all right, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, I um, The annoying bit for me was the bit where you saw Moxley and Jericho, in essence, talking to each other, trying mm -hmm. to work out how to do the thing. Um, but I just, I just put it. I don't care. This is mad. Hager, Hager going through the table. Garcia, pole driving. Um, he was on the apron, and then he jumped across to the steps to pole drive. I can't remember whoever it was. Yeah, on the uh, ring steps, wasn't it? And there was another one with um, 
Ortiz did an incredible like blockbuster type thing over the top rope on someone through the tables and there, which which was a fantastic spot to be fair. Yeah, Moxley sort of using the top rope as in undoing it and using it to advantage. Uh, I really liked when Danielson was saved Jericho from being set alight. I rated that. Uh, Moxley then being inadvertently knocked under barbed wire. I forgot the barbed wire was there. Mm. On it. Um, yeah, Blackpool Combat Club for tag champs is my final thing. Well, that's the thing I think. It's like, I just, the part of this is like, why are Danielson and Moxley in this? I'm like, I just want to see them in a tag or in singles or something, you know, something a bit, oh, I don't know. I just, I can't stand this Jericho lot at all. I'm sure individually they're decent. I know Gar- Garcia people rave about, but I've just, the whole thing's off for me. But I'm glad you enjoyed it, Dan, because it, because this was quite it. painful up to this point. I loved it. Good. Yeah, I loved it. Good. So you're going must watch this. Yeah, got it. Must watch. Huh. Um, I skipped the Lambert promo. Um, actually, before that, Roosh was showing me with Andrade, which is another signing. Just what AEW needs is another male roster signing. So congratulations, Tony Khan. Um, the com- commentators foreshadowed a potential turn from Christian in the tag team title match, which was um, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Jurassic Express versus... Versus who? Versus... Um, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Hadn't written that down, which is bad, very bad podcasting. Um, Starks, moments after walking on the top rope and dancing at the same time, which was a fantastic spot, took a really, really awful fall to the outside that made everyone stop as he landed on his neck and head and really folded over. And he's, had some, he's someone that's had you know, neck injuries before. So that this was super, super scary, but he seemed to be okay. And um, I quite like this, actually. I liked it a lot. Um, there were some good near falls near the end um, and teases of a title change. Uh, and Jurassic Express retained with their assisted powerbomb in 17 minutes and 15 seconds. Solid recommend from me. And this was my match the night up to this point, actually. Um, Dan, what did you make of this one? Wow. So there's a matchup for not. I put down it was all right slash recommend. <laughs> well, remember, I, I I notched down the death triangle match because the finish, and also I hated the other one. So, um, Samoa Joe, I'm really impressed with him. A bit like I'm really impressed with um, uh, sorry, not Samoa Joe. I'm really impressed with Keith Lee. Bit yes, like Samoa Joe. I expect nothing. Um, but again, very athletic. Very, uh, he's quite funny, Keith Lee, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. He really absolutely wet himself after the Ricky Starks thing on the top rope. Like it was so because yeah. Ricky Starks did the walk and then someone got him and he fell like crotch first. And it was just such I hope he does that because that, that could really be like his people's elbow, that that spot along there. It was every bit that ELP does, but even better. It was just so, so good. Oh, so yeah. good. Um yeah, I'd, uh, what's Christian's end game? Turn, he's got a turn, isn't he? I think. Yeah, he's got yeah. A big, it's not like Sting, where Sting's like with Derby and doesn't really matter. Like Sting doesn't need to. Like Christian's got to have an end game here. It's got to be that, hasn't it? Yeah. Which will be why they lose it eventually. I assume. I thought that might have happened here. I was, think I was half expecting I, that. I think you're absolutely right. I think Christian costs him the title, and then you get Jungle Boy and Christian in a serious feud, which Jungle Boy wins. Yeah. Which I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. I really like Jungle Boy, and it's time. This is the thing with all these signings. Darby and, and Darby Allen and Jungle Boy you are your future, even more so than Adam, Adam Cole. They're the two. You need to protect those two because they can draw as your top baby face. And I genuinely think if Jungle Boy was, I don't 
Jungle Boy is obviously a bit earlier in his career, but I don't think Jungle Boy, I don't think Paige did terribly badly as champion, but it didn't quite click. The chase for him was always better than the rain. I think if yeah. you put the world title on Jungle Boy, I think you'd have a similar, I think he might even do a better job. I think that guy's got superstar written all over him. He's so good in the ring and he needs to be protected at all costs. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're not as keen on him as me, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Jungle Boy, I'm not... His physique is... I don't want to sort of blit, but his physique is the, the issue. It, he'll never be able to avoid that. Um, I think he goes TNT, and then I, I think he goes TNT first. That would be a good step, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that's that. I was thinking, like, the Tope Suicida, or similar, everyone's at it now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Watching, when I used to watch, no one was jumping through the ropes or going over the top. Now everyone's at it. Even Keith Lee flipped himself over, didn't he? He did. He did a yeah. Um, yeah, big, big thing over the top, right? Didn't he? Which is quite, yeah. quite impressive. Um, I, I really rate Ricky Starks, um, and I really like his pinning. He proper pins the person. Really like gets the legs over their shoulders. They're like, "Come on, you got to kick out of this." Yeah. Um, then I was thinking, is it easier to kick out when your legs in the air? So maybe it's not a good pick. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I really rate him. Um, and they could also be potential sort of future tag champions. Or they add a third person, i.e. Hook. And mm. go for the triple, the triple one. Hook's another one that they they kind of people like him, but he's stalling, isn't he? I, I suppose. I it's just yeah, I don't know. I just kind of I just Ring of, I think if Ring of Honor gets some TV, you need to shift a load of these people off this off this TV show and just yeah. really, really focus on a smaller group. And I think that's one of the key things with AEW. Like it's almost like it's going through a bit of an identity yeah. crisis. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I've, as the match went on, I assumed there was going to be a title change. Um, but a bit of a messy ending, but fair play for them to hold the belt. But I think, as we say, I think it might be because it will come down to. Christian turning. Yeah, we can kind of see what's happening. Now, just to, just to go back on the punk thing, I mean, there, there'll be some conjecture around, you know, an older person winning the title and, you know, did they get behind Paige enough? They probably didn't, but I just think that if you're, if you, I don't know how, I don't know if they're going to continue to increase their pay-per-view schedule. I, I just don't know or their live events, but if you've got punk one side of them, one side of a world title match, everything they put with them is bigger than it is with Paige. And that is just a reality. Him and Omega means more than the rematch of Paige. Him and Moxley, him and Danielson. Um, you know, there's numerous others that we can probably name as well. Like you could probably do a, you could probably do a big match with him and Pat. There's all sorts of people. Everything with Punk in it means more. And therefore, he should be champion, and he is now. So I, I think it was the right decision. You'll get you'll get at least one rematch out of this. And I think Paige will go heel. And maybe that maybe that's what he needs. He's had the baby face run. Um, if if we remember, you know, before the he really caught fire just before the pandemic, I think they were probably going to turn him versus Omega. I think that was, that was the original plan, uh, but then he caught fire and they didn't do it. So, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is the time for him to do it, but um, I would give this, what well, I'm thinking about in terms of um, marks out of 10. Um, I think this probably difficult. I think I'm just about going six because of the emotional finish, but, it was, it was at points I felt this was a chore to watch. It was too long. I think you cut an hour of this out and you've got a much better pay-per-view. Uh, what are your final thoughts on AEW's Double or Nothing 2022? I would probably go seven. Uh, it's high praise. Maybe even, maybe even seven and a half. Well, I had two matches on there that I think I must watch. Okay. 
what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I really like the main events. I can't really be saying I've got, you know, must, must watch matches on there and putting anything less than seven, really. No, I think that's I think that's fair. I think if you get a couple of must watches, yeah, it's probably the most event I've had the most. It's probably the event I've had the most skips on, but then two must watches. So yeah, you know, it's way it was way too long. Yeah, it was it was too long. I'm really interested to know what they're going to do. I mean, our, our next, I can't I can't remember what the schedule is. We, we'll be you might hear Dan's voice on a regular Mid South review before the next pay per view review. I said to work out what who's doing what over the next few weeks, but I'm sure we'll be back with a review of Forbidden Door. Um, yeah. What what do you think about that in terms of? I mean, what are we going to get at this show? Are we going to get balls out, Okada versus Punk? You know everything, everything massive, the the most big, the biggest thing we can possibly get, or are we going to get close to that, or are we going to get nothing like they gave with the Noah and uh, New Japan show um, in the new year, where all you had is tags? Where are they going with this the first time? Because they don't need to give us it all, this all, the first time. But I don't know. Jay White will be in the main event. Do you think Jay White's going to beat Okada? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he does, actually. Yes, and I think he'll make event Forbidden Door. Against Punk, do you think? It's going to have to be, isn't it? Well, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, I, I, again, I, I've seen a couple of snippets from Khan in the, in the, um, the, the, pre, the press scrum afterwards. He, he sort of said, look, Gato and him have got a good relationship and then neither of them are going to do anything that the other is uncomfortable with. But the problem with doing title for title, no, they won't do title for title. I don't, well, I'm almost positive they won't do title for title. For title. The problem with doing the champion versus champion is someone's got to lose. So I, I, I wonder whether a better way to yeah. do it is to do, um, you could do, I mean, it, it's difficult because Dominion's on the 12th of June, so you've only got a couple of weeks, but you could do something like there's a little mini tournament on AEW and whoever wins that, let's say four-man tournament, whoever wins that challenges the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. So they go up against that and loses. And you can do the same thing the other way from New Japan back to... And if, if it's Okada versus Punk without Okada's title, then I think Okada can lose. Um, yeah. you, you, can, you can do that. Okada can take that loss. So I don't know. I really, really hope that they're going to... You know, this is, this is enough to keep me interested over the next few weeks. I hope that by Dominion, we might have... Um, crowds cheering again it's supposed to be very very imminent which i think will completely change new japan it will be so much watch so, so much more watchable and i think it'll you know it'll really because they've still got a lot of good guys there and there's you know the, the the matches that they can produce and it feels like it's kind of dead time for a couple of years so i think they they could be on their way back but yeah it'll be interesting i just hope they don't stiff us with nothing that's my concern that you just get yeah. nothing, some tags, and it doesn't really mean anything, or like a four-on-four main event or something like that. I, I, but, but Japan probably need it at the moment, so they might be pushing to make sure that the big stars are there. I think you could have Adam Cole versus Jay. Adam Cole versus Jay White. Adam Cole could take a loss in that, couldn't he? And that's no problem. That's a big match yeah. challenge. If that, I think if you do some of that, it's okay to I have. That becomes a bullet club thing, then, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's okay for some of these results to be. Um, it's okay that, well, they're not going to switch that title. They're not going to do this. And it becomes predictable because all they've got to do in those matches is make you believe once that there's going to be a title switch. And if they've done, if they do that, then they've done their job. Um, hmm. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Any final thoughts on that or anything you want to, anything you want to get off your chest while we're here, Dad? Do you know what? We've done a fantastic job with this. We've smashed it out in like an hour and 10 minutes, haven't we? A, cl- a-, a plus review. 
I am proud of us there. Yeah, we have. We've done a really good job. Considering we both started watching it this morning. So in the space of that, we've only watched a four and a bit hour pay-per-view. Yeah. Bang. That is the dedication. Yes. The sort of thing we do for you guys. (laughs) Absolutely. Dedication. I mean, there's nothing else that we should be doing on a Monday, certainly. So yeah, dedication (laughs) to the cause. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else to add before we get on out of it? No, I'm good. Right. Thank you very much, Dan, for putting on the show as ever. Thank you all for listening. We've got a regular UWF television show next week. And then I don't know, we haven't got anything else in the can thereafter. So watch this space. But thank you all for listening. And we'll speak to you all again very, very soon.